she went back to Cincinnati. She is completely engaged in school. Her principal called the center, the the, uh, CATS, C-A-T-Z, the Cincinnati Arts and Technology Center, and said to the, uh, the ED, what did you do? She's a completely different girl. She's engaged. She smiles. She talks to people. She is now an ambassador for CATS, where she's recruiting kids to come to CATS. She's a completely different girl. She's more confident. She just has a voice, and she knows she has a voice. She knows that she has a family. She knows she has that support network. Regardless of what happens in her life, she has nine other kids and three adults from this Yellowstone trip, and we are now a family unit. Hi, this is Amy, the Senior Group Fitness Instructor at the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Are you looking for a spark of inspiration to bring to your next class? Find us at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. I'm John McGowan, your host, and as always, you can reach me, John, at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. Within the universe of indoor cycling instructors, there are those who, you know, aren't content to just teach a great class and then take a shower and go home. There are some who are really committed within their communities, doing just some really amazing things, and sometimes that personal sacrifice to themselves. So I'd like everyone to meet Michelle Parlini, who put together what's called Park Journeys, Inc., and it's a youth development organization which seeks to educate, energize, and empower urban youth through exploration, wellness, and civic engagement. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, John. Thanks for having me today. Sometimes it's just amazing. I'll you know, we get new members all the time, and I'm always eager to hear where are you at, what do you do, and you were... I don't don't want to talk about my teaching. I want to talk about Park Journeys. And then you and I had a conversation. And from that, I was just utterly amazed. So could you please give everybody an understanding of Park Journeys, uh, what it is and and what it is that you're actually doing? Sure. I would would love to. Uh, Park Journeys, it's, uh, as you said, it's a national youth development organization. We're based in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but we are national. Uh, we provide an out-of-the-classroom learning experience for our nation's rural and urban youth. And we do this by utilizing our uh, America's National Parks, one of our you know, most underutilized resources. Park Journeys is a uh, 12- to 16-week program. Uh, the curriculum is structured in three phases. Each phase has its own separate focus. Uh, we have engaged the National Centers for Arts and Technology through a strategic relationship with NCAT, and uh, we are working now with their centers across the country. To date, we have taken uh, four trips. We've taken all to Yellowstone, which is, uh, if you did not know this, America's first national park. So I, I don't uh, know that I knew that. There you go. Uh, some some good information from Michelle Parolini this morning, but uh, <laughs> I bet Teddy Roosevelt probably designated that part. There you go, he sure did. Um, but uh, yeah, one of the great things is we have a strategic partnership with Yellowstone Park Foundation and Yellowstone Association as well. So we have them on board to provide education while we are in the park. 
um, the learning experience itself does start prior to going uh, with uh, an engage and prepare stage. And this is where our kids commit to the program. Describe you know, who is a typical participant. Sure. Um, the National Centers for Arts and Technology is an after-school program for uh, inner city and rural kids. Um, the kids can go here. NCAT recruits their kids from local area high schools. And the kids go there after school to uh, really engage in the arts, uh, you know, photography, ceramics, and, and, and music. Um, we have tapped into their resource and we recruit kids from their centers. So our kids have already, um, been ingrained in this culture, um, where, you know, they want more than what they have. So we've tapped into these kids, we recruit them and we have a, a pool of kids that is 10 wide for each trip. We like to keep it small. Um, our impact is not on numbers. Our uh, impact is a measure of uh, how well these kids respond uh, because we feel that with 10 kids reaching 10 kids, reaching 10 kids, you know, that the impact can be spread that way peer to peer rather than adult to peer to child. Um, so it's pretty exciting. We, we get our kids from the NCAT centers. Uh, we have 10 Describe kids. Describe that. That sounds like an acronym, NCAT. What is NCAT. it? NCAT. It's uh, National Centers for Arts and Technology. Okay. And it is an after-school program. Uh, it was. It is the brainchild of a gentleman named Bill Strickland. Bill was um, a troubled youth himself from the city of Pittsburgh, and one of his teachers actually got him engaged in ceramics. That is how Bill learned everything he needed to learn to graduate high school, um, believe it or not. And gave him some focus. It gave him focus. It gave him the understanding of mathematics. It gave him the understanding of, um, you know, you know, when you center a pot uh, on the wheel. And, and I don't pretend to know ceramics, but, uh, you know, there, is, there, there are things that are involved in it that he could take to Bill's other teachers and say, he understands this, so you need to teach him this way. And yeah, so it really helped with the learning process. And uh, one of the things that we have missing in our our education nowadays is we're teaching just kind of across the board to the line. We've removed that creativity and individuality in our kids. But uh, Mr. Ross, Bill's teacher, spoke this spark of creativity in Bill. And Bill opened, uh, he, he, (laughs) he opened a studio in an old row house in uh, the Manchester area of Pittsburgh. Neighborhood kids would come in. They would, he did it to get the kids off the streets. They came in and they would, uh, they would work their ceramics, ended up getting larger and larger. He got funded. He, got, he built this massive, uh, amazing facility in uh, the north side of Pittsburgh called Manchester Craftsman's Guild. And now they cater to our city schools and our area kids. Uh, the kids have to want to be there. Uh, they're not, uh, you know, they go and recruit from the high schools, but the kids have to apply. They have to want to be there. Um, and Bill has since 
facilitated replication centers across the nation. So there are centers in New Haven, Connecticut, Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, Cincinnati and Cleveland, Ohio, um, San Francisco, California, Charlotte, North Carolina, and so on and so on. And um, they continue to grow. So we have tapped into their kids. Um, and it's it's pretty amazing because, you know, a lot of these kids, they want to learn. So we've got these open minds that, um, you know, for a lack of a better reason, just haven't been given an opportunity. Um, so we are providing that opportunity for them. So how did you get started with all this then? Um, actually, I train uh, Bill's right-hand woman. And uh, she came to me and said, hey, do you want to go to Yellowstone with me? And I just kind of chuckled and I said, no, nobody. Who, who would want to go to Yellowstone? That's crazy. I said, of course I do. And um, she said, we need a health and wellness professional to go on this trip with us. Okay, fine. You know, I'll do this. And of course, John, you know, I being the instructor that I am, you know, I'm the best instructor in the world. I'm going to change these kids' lives. They're going to all, you know, want to be the healthiest people in the world. Um, And what happened when I went to Yellowstone actually surprised me. Um, I I learned that, you know, we as adults tend to be a little bit arrogant and uh, we don't see these kids for the amazing creatures that they are. And they changed my life. And, and yet you went there thinking you're just going to change theirs. You know You it. know best, right. Absolutely. I, I, I know that arrogance that you speak of. Yes. And, you know, we all tend to do that. But um, rather than letting their voices be heard by us, we always try to have our voices heard by them. And um, I got there. And I'll tell you, it chokes me up every time I think about our first trip because every trip is different. But that first one just really opened my eyes to, you know, this is something that can be bigger than just a trip to Yellowstone. And, you know, utilizing Yellowstone, that grand, that, you know, grand, remarkable beauty of Yellowstone, um, we can really turn these kids on and, and hopefully they can themselves recognize, you know, through that self-actualization that they can change the course of their life. Now, along the way, you ended up with a partner to put this all together. Yes. Michael Solot is actually our founder. He um, heard Bill Strickland speak at a TED conference and flew from Chicago to Pittsburgh and spoke with Bill. Michael sits on the advisory board, I believe, for Yellowstone National Park. And um, he, he, he heard Bill speak. He came to Pittsburgh and said, you know, Bill, I want to take 10 kids I want to take some kids from Pittsburgh to, to Yellowstone. I think it would be great, and um, I think it would really speak to your your mission. And Bill said, all right, that's great. Here's Joanna, and uh, that's when Joanna engaged me. And Michael has been, you know, just an amazing partner thus far. He's been extremely supportive. He um, it provides resources that, you know, we're just blessed to have. He provides knowledge and business background. Um, and so he's been really, really supportive along the way. Uh, we've collectively, as a team, written this curriculum that has um, sparked into this, you know, 12 to 16 week program. And it, it 
starts with the engage phase. It goes through the Yellowstone trip and it ends with an actual trip for one of the kids from each city to Washington, D.C. to speak to their policymakers. So it's turned into this just amazing, amazing program. Exactly. Can you give us a kind of a, uh, a success story of, of one of your participants? Oh, I would love to. Um, you know, each trip has its own. Uh, I, I'm going to speak to one of my, uh, one of my Cincinnati girls. We, um, she was actually an alternate, uh, before we, we picked 10 kids and four alternates, two boys and two girls. And, you know, she, the, the requirement is you have to participate in all of the pre-trips, uh, because that's where we start our team building. You know, you have to become one with the team before you go thousands of miles away from home. Um, And she, you know, participated in every pre-trip as planned. She was a little grumbly. You know, I I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm not even going to get to go. And, you know, this is kind of a waste of my time. But she was there. And she was present. And she ended up getting to go to Yellowstone. And, you know, she showed up in Yellowstone. Um, now, she's a larger girl, you know, tall, uh, very strong features. And she, when she doesn't smile, she, she could be a little intimidating. Um, but, uh, you know, then I saw her smile to one of the other kids. And I thought, mm, we're going to get that out of her a little bit more because that's good, you know. And um, we do a hike at the end of each at the end of each five days in Yellowstone. And our hike is actually a mountain summit. There is a peak in Yellowstone called Bunsen Peak. It's 8,500 feet. And it's visible from our overlook, from where we stay. So the entire week long, the kids are looking off in the distance at this 8,500 feet. And we're teeing them up, hey, you guys are going to climb that. And, you know, they're a little nervous about it. But, you know, we've prepped them. We've prepared them before. We even leave for Yellowstone. Well, um, my one girl, she was not having any of it. She she had participated in our pre-trips. She was physically capable. I knew she was physically capable. I had evaluated her and, and seen what she could do. Um, but she wasn't having any of it. Um, and on our trip, on our hike, and that's usually when it happens. You know, it's that physical... Uh, that physical mixed with the mental, mixed with the, you know, I don't believe I'm doing this, and, and just everything encompasses them, and it's an emotional rush. Uh, as we're climbing Bunsen Peak, she would, she wasn't smiling at all. She was not happy. She was, uh, you know, extremely disengaged. And finally, you know, I went up to her and I just said, look, I I need to know how you're feeling. You know, just evaluating her on the way up. And um, she wouldn't speak to me. She would just nod her head. Well, I looked to her and finally I just said, look, you know, we're here. We're we're here as a team. I'm here for you. I'm not asking you these questions in an effort to make you mad. I'm not asking you these questions to tick you off or or irritate you. I'm asking you this because I care about you. And she looked at me and I said, and when I ask you these questions, I expect an answer, a verbal answer. And, you know, I think it's that structure and that 
that care that a lot of our kids aren't feeling. And she answered me and we walked a little further and we stopped. I said, you know, why don't you and I sit down here for a second? And we sat down and I said to her, tell me what's going on. And John, she started to cry. And I totally was not prepared for it because this girl was just not, she was not that girl. She wasn't the girl that cries, you know? And I was, I looked at her and she said, I'm, I'm afraid. And I said, well, what are you afraid of? And she said, I'm afraid I'm going to fail. I've never done anything right. Oh, man. So, of course, I start to cry. And um, I'm not a girl that cries. I said, you know, I, I pointed to my tears and I said, you know what? I don't do this, but we're doing it right now. She started to laugh. And I said, and we're going to do this mountain together as a team. And boy, I'll tell you, she wiped her tears. She got up. She went to the top of that mountain. And then she led our team back down. She was in the front. She was smiling. From that day forward, she went back to Cincinnati. She is completely engaged in school. Her principal called the center, the, the uh, CATS, C-A-T-Z, the Cincinnati Arts and Technology Center, and said to the, uh, the ED, what did you do? She's a completely different girl. She's engaged she smiles. She talks to people. She is now an ambassador for CATS, where she's recruiting kids to come to CATS. She's a completely different girl. She's more confident. She just has a voice, and she knows she has a voice. She knows that she has a family. She knows she has that support network. Regardless of what happens in her life, she has nine other kids and three adults from this Yellowstone trip, and we are now a family unit. And we went to Cincinnati to just kind of do a download. And all of the kids, when we talked about what their favorite thing about Yellowstone was, you know, it's funny, you would think, you know, Old Faithful or the mountain or the the bison. It was uh, being a family, every kid eating dinner together. Something completely missing in their lives. You tell me what's missing now, right? Yeah. So, and, and, and do we need to take them to Yellowstone to do that? Yeah, I think we do because it takes them outside of their comfort zone. It takes them away from their neighborhood. It takes them away from their family and the, everything that is familiar to them. You know, you've got city kids dropped in the middle of nowhere in this grand beauty. And sure, I think it works. I think it really does. So what's next for you? What what's upcoming? Well, we're super excited. We just got uh, we got approval from Yellowstone Park Foundation, who is our our uh, biggest partner, to take five trips for um, 2014. Now, mind you, 2012 was our inception year, and we had ten kids. Uh, Thirteen, we did three trips, and in fourteen, we're going for five. So I'm really excited. We have. Uh, we've identified our cities, and we are going to uh, start our meetings to engage our kids. Okay, so can you tell us what those cities are? Sure. Um, we've identified Cleveland, Ohio, uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, Charlotte, North Carolina, 
Grand Rapids, Michigan, and um, New Haven, Connecticut. Wow. Do you need some help? (laughs) You know what? I think down the road we are going to definitely need some help. Okay. So somebody's listening to this and they're thinking, you know, I'd love to get involved. Uh, What would they do? Well, right now, John, what we really need are sponsors. It's it, the cost for this is about thirty four hundred dollars a student, which for a sixteen week twelve to sixteen week program really isn't much, um, and that includes everything. Uh, we need gear sponsors. We need uh, you know just that's really what we're looking for right now. Um, Des- and describe gear. Gear. We provide. Um, we have Patagonia actually donated rain jackets and fleeces for us. So we're good with that. But we we do like to provide the kids with footwear, um, just a pair of hiking trail shoes. Um, they don't need to be heavy duty, just a general trail shoe, Merrill or, or whatnot. Um, backpacks, we love to give them backpacks and water bottles. Um, ultimately, would like to be able to give them a couple of pairs of trail socks, you know, hiking sh- hiking socks. But uh, right now we do the shoes, the water bottles, and the backpacks, and they keep those. Because they are probably don't have those things. You got it. And it's the coolest thing in the world when you, you give them their shoes and they look at you and they say, and I get a backpack too? Well, sure. You're going to need it. Yes. Yeah. Some of us forget maybe how privileged we are. Amen to that. Right. And... You know, when you and I talk, Michelle, I think the the thing that really struck me is that you quit your full time job to to run this program. <laughs> yes, I did. I um, full time was a commercial real estate broker. I uh, I did site selection and tenant representation for retailers like Starbucks, Darden Restaurant Group, um, Ulta Beauty. And I, you know, I loved my job. I really did. I loved the people that I worked with. They're amazing people in that industry. Um, but when I went to Yellowstone in 2012, I, I, I'm not kidding when I said those kids changed the way that I looked at things. Amazing. Well, you know, I told your story shortly after you and I spoke. I was at the ECA Fitness Conference in Fort Lauderdale. And just as a side note, it was 14 degrees this morning when I woke up in Minneapolis, and I'm kind of wishing I was back there. Ooh. But <laughs> uh, but I, 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 right after you and I spoke on the phone, I was talking with Suzelle Snowden at Fit Bodies, Inc., a longtime friend. She was my very first interview, um, and their company is the agency that provides uh, fitness instructors all-inclusive vacations uh, where you just go and teach a little bit. And she thought that this was such a wonderful thing that she wants to give you a voucher for their normal um, agent's fee so wow. that you and your husband at some point can go to a beautiful resort. And I, Amy and I prefer Jamaica, but go <laughs> to uh, the D- Dominican or uh, Mexico. And actually, if you happen to be uh, someone outside the United States, you can go to Cuba. So, Wow, um, that's I, amazing. Yeah, no, I just want you to have that and... Uh, Thank you. Uh, I realize it's a small thing, but I'm going to guess with everything you're doing, just having a a week alone might not be a bad deal either. Thank you. That's amazing. Oh, you're welcome. No, I'm just totally impressed in what you do. And, you know, obviously we haven't even talked about your your fitness related <laughs> activities uh, because to me they almost sound secondary. But just so everybody understands, where do you teach? 
I teach it uh, actually at two studios. Uh, the one is Cycle Fitness, and in, at Cycle I teach TRX suspension training and and indoor cycle. And I also teach. I'm a, a certified level two Pilates instructor, and I teach at Core Pilates and Yoga in Wexford, Pennsylvania. Awesome. Well, you're well qualified to go on a teaching vacation you know, <laughs> with fit bodies the, the uh, they've all sorts of opportunities either for spinning instructors indoor cycling yoga pilates if someone is hearing this and thinking okay i want to get involved or i'm in north carolina or i'm in cincinnati um, how do they best get a hold of you well there's a number of ways you could uh hit up our website which is park journeys with an s dot com it should be up and running uh, in the next two days, before Thanksgiving for sure. And uh, or they can reach out to me via email, uh, via uh, cell phone. Awesome. And can you give that number if you're absolutely? Open? It's area code four one two three one zero eight two three four. Exactly. And we'll all have all this information on your post, which will be on our brand new website that hopefully by the time this is published, people will be seeing <laughs> and uh, you'll be right there on the homepage. Um, and wow, just what, what a wonderful thing you're doing, Michelle. I really appreciate your time today. Well, thank you for having me, John. It was great speaking with you. 